Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. Join us as we once again reaffirm that Steam is the greatest gaming platform <laughs> on the planet. On the planet. On the planet. You know why, Tony? Two reasons. Two reasons. One, it's not Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Second. I think a lot of launches then count for that one. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, you can replace a, a Game Pass with, with, with whatever launcher that Epic you want. Epic launcher, EA launcher, PlayStation We've got the same launcher. problems. Uh, and two, it means that you get to have a Steam year in review that's yes. mostly accurate exactly. to what you play. If yes. yes. <laughs> you just stick with the one. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if it could get its sources from all the other... And then put it all in one picture. It would be, yeah. It needs something cool. to like pull it all through because like yeah. there's so much stuff in there that gets missed, missed yeah. out of it. Kind well, of I've been on Xbox Game Pass a lot this year. So yeah. my yeah. Xbox Game Pass year review is interesting as well. Yeah, right. I should probably check that out as well to see if there's anything. Probably wouldn't be much. It would be like right at the end of the year yeah. for me. Yeah. But the, the Steam year review was fun. It was fun looking back and seeing it was excellent fun. all the things yeah. that I've played. The, the most... Best slash satisfaction yes. Yes. out of it is that my longest streak was 196 days. 196 days. <laughs> you played something every day. Every day. For 196, 196 days, days without interruption. Yep. That's fantastic. That's it. That's I'd it. Got, I'm nowhere near that. I think I got 70, <laughs> 70 something. It's, I think it's um, it's kind of what happens when you have uh, access to your gaming PC from the lounge room. Yes. And you can just quickly log in to spin the wheel in GTA or knock out a couple of dailies. It's super easy. Uh, plus, my partner had surgery. You look at the dates, it's right after uh, they had had, had surgery yep. sort of thing, uh, like from like March right through to September kind of thing during the recovery period. So yep. I take a little bit from that, but it was pretty impressive. I should try to see if I can get it for 365. You can't yeah. tell though, can you? Because you can't tell if you've missed a day already. No. Oh, you'd you have to wait for the whole year. Yeah. I, don't, I can't guarantee that I played something every no. day. Mm. You could have already stuffed up. You could have already missed the day. run. Yep. Damn, damn. But yep. it was good. It was great. Like the other un- unsurprising fact, satisfactory, was my most yeah, played game for played last game. year. Yeah. Yep. Who would have thought it? 45% of playtime. Yeah. There was a good three days in there that's certainly just AFK time. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> leaving it running. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Even this year is going to have some as well because I just finished doing the, um, the Fixmas Christmas event and I had to get like just you know, it's 500 of these stars at the very uh, end. So I'm like, I'm not building more. I'll just let the ma- factory run. Just let it run. In it'll be I'll calculate. It'll be done in seven hours. Yeah. Just let it run. It'll be done. And then yeah. I have no problems. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Uh, but yeah. What about any, any highlights from your year in review, Tony? Uh, so World of Myth was my most played game. Oh, yeah. You crushed, you crushed World of Myth. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I uh, immediately fell in love with it, apparently, according to Steam. Yeah, fair enough. That's accurate. Um. But then I got an interesting thing on the Nintendo year in review. And oh, yeah. An interesting thing on the Xbox year in review. So my Nintendo year in review, I played a lot of triangle strategy, but I played it all in handheld mode. Oh. So it was all offline. So oh, it didn't count. It didn't count any of my triangle strategy oh. gameplay. So, yeah, got my demo yeah, right. gameplay because I played that when I was connected. Yeah. But, so right. that was interesting. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, obviously, right. doesn't link back when you're playing in handheld no. mode. Well, it's good to know that you got privacy then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and um, mm. uh, Celasta, Crown of the Magister, which I talked about yes. quite a bit. That was my most played game on, yes. on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, on the old Game Pass. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, a bit like you were satisfactory. I think it was 40% of my game <laughs> like was Celasta, Crown thing. of the Magister. Yeah. yeah. So mine was the middle of winter was when yeah. I was playing a lot. So right. Yeah. 
So I should probably explain a bit of the hiatus with the episodes at this point as well. Oh, yes, yes. We have been off for a little while. Yeah. Unintentional. Didn't mean to take quite so long <coughs> no, off over but the Christmas break. You may hear it in my voice that I got COVID. Good Yay! Over Christmas. I got COVID <laughs> on December the 24th. Oh, 23rd. 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 Yeah. And was really sick on the 24th, the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. Yeah. So couldn't meet up. I didn't have podcasting recording stuff set up at home so no we don't have that could yeah. do it all all here kind yeah. of thing we so pre, that- pre-arrange that plus i was going back i went back to sydney for the christmas break as well so there's a lot mm-hmm. a lot happening yeah. over there and unfortunately the schedule kind of it doesn't allow up. much uh leeway once you miss an episode that's like a month yeah. so nothing else you can do about yeah. that so, so we apologize for that but yeah, better that only one of us got the dreaded yes. covid yes please and thank you i didn't take that back to my family in christmas that yeah any fun. no that wouldn't have been good no 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 no, no. <laughs> Uh, yes, so but we're back on a regular, regular cycle. Cycle, regularly complaining about anything that isn't Steam <laughs> or The Witcher Three. <laughs> I um, we uh, decided we try out um, uh, Dark Side, Dark Tide, Dark Tide. I keep calling Dark Side because Dark Side is. <laughs> I think yes. I just stuck on my brain. Dark Tide, um, and it was. Good. That's the Warhammer 40k Vermintide, isn't it? Yeah, Warhammer yeah. 40k Vermintide. It is better than Vermintide. Okay. Just because I think They've guns learned. are oh, more no. fun to play. Okay. It's not all just melee kind yep. of thing. Uh, I felt like there was more dynamics in the teams and things like that okay. sort of thing. So I think, um, yeah, it was just a more interesting, maybe more traditional Okay. Yeah. Kind of like competition yeah. and stuff. How did going the equipment on? work? Garbage. Absolutely no, garbage. It's still like garbage. Whole, yeah. so I no, it was that. terrible. We played okay. a couple of rounds, maybe three rounds. Yep. It crashed a desktop on all of us once. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, this is and, a AAA game. And yeah, and uh, after that, I don't think anyone could buy anything. After three. I think so, yeah. Wow. Or, mate, it could have been that we could have bought something, but it, but it was it. so expensive that you're like, is that what I want to buy? Yeah. Or should I say yeah, yeah. for the okay. next, next thing? thing? Yeah. Because it's got this kind of thing where you do more and you unlock the next bit of gear. Yeah. But if I can barely afford the one I'm doing now, yeah. do I re- really want to get waste the that next money. one? Do you better off just doing a couple more runs? At- That's a bad that's a just, bad system. Just be just handing stuff out yeah. like candy. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man. And you should be throwing it away. Same problem as Vermintide. So that's okay. all I played. It has potential, but that yeah. backside of the game needs just massive not improvement. Fun, not yeah. fun at all. So because I had Xbox Game Pass, I thought I would check out High on Life. Yes. Because I am a fan of uh, Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites, which um, Justin Roiland's done. He voices... This in the game, I don't know how much involved he was in the actual gameplay or anything, yeah. but anyway, uh, it's been pretty fun. Okay, overall, like it's, I think you really have to enjoy that his yeah, style of humor. humor and delivery and stuff like that. If you really enjoy the interdimensional cable episodes of Rick and Morty, this is just right up your alley. You're like your guns are little bugs, aren't they? They're Gatlians. Gatlians. They're, they're race of aliens oh, called okay. Gatlians. Okay. Um, yes, and so I've got a pistol. I've got a submachine gun, uh, a oh, shotgun. I've got and- to ask, what do they get out of this transaction? Well, they're being enslaved by the G3 as well. Oh, okay. So yeah. they're helping you to free them. That's yeah. a liberation so creature, 
who has the um the little babies that he spits out, his children that he's devoted to. <laughs> yes. They go and like chase after someone and they go and eat them and like bite them until they die. Yeah. And his uh trick shot is to do mind control. Okay. On it kind of thing. But creature was like experimented on okay. like um a lot. You know, yeah. he's sort of like he's screaming in pain as you finally release him. So he's really keen to like you know, get revenge. Get revenge. They're all pretty keen to get revenge. So, uh, you know, all the enemies, are G- all the weapons that G3s are using on you, they're, they're like the criminal organization yeah. behind the game. They get uh, like forcibly grafted onto the Gatlian. Oh, so they have okay. sort of stuck on their hand permanently kind of thing. Yeah. So humanity is being smoked for drugs and Gatlians. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's high on life. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Gatlians. Are- well, that's the humor. Like if you find yeah, this yeah. humorous, it sounds like, all right, then you're probably going to enjoy it. I'm certainly enjoying the humor and the, um, the, uh, the Gatlians are being enslaved. Uh, as weaponry as they are kind of thing. They really enjoyed being weapons. They're not okay. like, you know, sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, the humor's funny. They have like human TV where they play like some some 80s horror movies. It's yeah. like human horror films, you know, kind of thing. And so they play like the full, you can sit down and watch the full movie okay. that plays on TV in your house, yeah. like kind of thing. It's, re- if you it's want kind to. of trippy yeah. Yeah, to see. Uh, yeah, other than that, the gunplay I'm finding a little bit meh. Yeah, it's not. Although it, it, the game o- overall, the closest thing I, I I can think of is a Ratchet and Clank game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, kind of thing because it's got these kind of like open-ish, yeah, things. There's lots of like you know, you slide along, use a knife to slide along things, and um, and, uh, sling like a. What do you do when you? You put slingshot. something up, not sling, not only slingshot, but yes, we grappling hook, and then you swing over on yeah, things, okay, and yeah. the levels are kind of linear, but a little bit open, and there's lots of little secrets to find yeah. everywhere. Except that there's only chests of money to find. That's it. There's no other collectibles, okay. as far as I can see. There are collectible cards, but they're only in the chests. Yeah, okay. you know. Um, the weaponry, while it has like a primary and alt mode, and then you can get mods. They're yeah. mods you got to buy. They don't like the guns don't upgrade uh, yeah, themselves okay. or get better. And there's, yeah. you know, and then like I said, there's a pistol and the pistol guy, his alternate fire knocks them in the air and then you can sort of juggle them. Okay. You know, yeah. um, the submachine gun has a time bubble. Okay. Which is okay. And it's not, you know, the shotgun has a blade that you shoot, that you shoot out and it hits multiple enemies and then you can melee it with a knife yeah. and it will go again. And so, if you get a good rhythm, you can like just okay. keep, keep going through. Play, you know, right. creature I mentioned before. That's all I've got so far. I think that might be. I think it might be all the guns. Yeah. So not as big array of guns. They're not yeah, as. Yeah. They're kind of weird, but not quite. They're not weird as crazy enough. and zany as Ratchet. Yeah. I was eat Ratchet and Clank humorous. This is definitely yeah. humorous. If you find the humor funny, kind of thing. So it's it's sort of got that vibe. That's what I feel okay. like I'm playing a budget Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank kind of okay. thing. My main complaints, apart, the game is what it is. It's a double A. I don't think it's a triple A game. I would call it solid double A game. So okay. going with those expectations, I think it'll, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely going to finish it because yep. it's keep pulling me back. Two problems with the game. One is that I get bad lag in it. Oh. Now, okay. I will, and I, this one I can't, I can't like pin down what the problem is because I'm playing an Xbox Game Pass pl- game yeah. that I've added to Steam and then streaming it on my Steam link. Okay. okay. So there's a lot of stuff going on there that like yeah. may be a problem. Uh, so I don't know if that's a problem. I, I, 
I know I had performance problems when it launched, so I'm, I have a feeling that it's more the game, the game problem than yeah, a me not the problem way you're playing kind of thing. It. Yeah. Hasn't been enough to stop me playing. The second thing, though, stupid Xbox, right? Went to play it the other day. Oh, there's an update. Yeah, because, yeah. of course, it doesn't yeah. update itself in the background. Well, you can set that up. Okay, on me. Second thing, 20 gigabyte update? No, yeah. I think no. That's terrible patching technology. No, I know. You've, you've already- no way. When I've talked about my massive- Patch updates like, you've complained about this before. Mm, yeah. So not only did I kind of play it, I downloaded a 20, 20 gigabyte update. update. Yeah, that's I'm like, bad. come on. Yeah. I'm definitely cancelling. Look, I like the idea and I appreciate that I've had to try some games. Yeah, it's awesome. I would have been happy though, waiting for High on Life to come to Steam and pick it up for 10 bucks in, yeah. in a couple of years time. It would have been just as enjoyable. Game know? Pass is amazing. The games they put on Game Pass are amazing. There's so well, many that I want to play. Yeah. Half of my Steam wish list. Is, has come up for free on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And so the ones that I've really wanted, I've downloaded and played. Yeah, yeah. So that they're definitely not yeah. putting only crap games on it. No, so no. It's doing a that, great job with that. other stuff about it. The only yeah. good thing is I did, I did find a cool app, and I've forgotten the name of it, so I'll, I'll mention it again because it is handy, but it's like a global Steam input mapper. And so basically any game that you, you pick, any launcher you want, Microsoft, yeah. Epic, yeah. Ubisoft, I think with the... Three, yeah. maybe other words. You add that into Steam, and then when you launch the game, this overlay runs, which then takes the Steam input controller that you have set up and pumps it straight to the game. Oh, okay. And so I was able to play High on Life with a controller yep. on the Steam link, no problem. Apart okay. from the laggy stuff, totally yeah, fine. That's pretty good. Um, so I thought that was pretty nice that I was able to like still get that all that all that other stuff that I do. That's I know weird. But like it all worked kind of thing. Just a patching that really yeah, just yeah. I'm yeah. like no. And I have to time my patches too so that I don't blow my quota. Well, now that you've got fiber coming down your street, maybe that'll change next this oh, yeah, year. This yeah, year yeah. be the year of Tony New. The NBN was out the front of my house this very morning. This very morning. Putting cables for fiber to the premises on my on my street. Yeah, give me some of that light right at the front of my house, starter, man. So instead of one point two kilometers to the node, it would literally be. The distance from my house down my driveway to the street. Well, yeah. The, well, they don't have. Well, they don't have nodes anymore. You, what that fiber running back? It's all the way back to to the, uh, to the exchange, range. wherever yeah. that is now. Yeah. But because it's light, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't need repeater signals or yeah. anything like that. It just, yeah, it just goes there. I think they might have booster boxes or whatever. But anyway, it but matter. the cabling in my house is probably rubbish anyway. So the the bottleneck would then be the cabling in my house. Well, it's it, a nineteen nineties house. So yeah, it's all old but you just get stuff. a. You, but it won't use any of the phone line stuff. You'll get a new Ethernet port in your house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or you'll get, I'm not sure what the fibers, I'm pretty sure it's the same. You get a modem um, internally in your house, yeah. kind of thing. Like it might depend on how your setup goes, but eventually you end up with just an Ethernet port that you plug into your router okay. and into your existing network. And then there's no phone. You just take that phone. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Throw it in the bin. Throw it in. Oh, I don't have a Well, phone I mean, you're throwing the bins in your walls, so you don't yeah. want to do that, but you know. Yeah. It just sits there forever and uh, then yeah, it's up. Yeah. some guy in 30 years' time buys your house. Like, like oh, all my Foxtel links. I've got three yeah. Foxtel links that just sit there doing nothing. Yeah. I still got a lot of my roof as yeah. well. I've never been used <laughs> in like 15 years, but it's still there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be great though. Yeah. Oh, man, I would love fiber, please. And thank you. Oh, more speed. Yeah. Okay. More speed. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's um, so when Xbox screws <laughs> me over, I don't have to spend as long downloading the patches. Yes. Yes. I, just, I think it got me. Because I haven't had that happen for so long, right? Like it's been a like a, a hot minute. Apart from like when I've actually like, you know, someone's like, "Oh, play this new game," and you're like, 
and purchasing the game one, and doing it. Yeah, and there's know. a day one okay, patch sure. release. Yeah, but Steam is so smart somehow that it seems to never need to patch anything. And maybe too because of the way the Steam patching works, the patches are so small. Yes. Even if it does need it, yeah, you don't notice it. Don't notice it. Yeah. So you know, so you can set up Xbox Game Pass to patch, patch. your games automatically. Yeah, but I right. haven't got that turned on because that would just destroy my quota. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. You know, yeah, I don't have a lot of games in there. Wouldn't be that. Wouldn't be. I wouldn't be concerned. But you know what was a concern though? We're playing Dark Tide. Every two minutes, Xbox, you've got free things. You've got free things. You've got free things. What? I don't know. All of us getting the exact same notification because we're all playing Game Pass stuff for the first time. There must be yeah. some promotional thing. And this notification, boodoo, and then yeah, it kept popping up. I don't care about your free stuff. Yeah. I didn't care about the first time you showed it. You can turn all that stuff off as well. I'm sure you can, Tony. Yeah. I just want to complain about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't want solutions, okay? okay? You don't want <laughs> solutions. You just want to complain. Yeah, I turned it off. So now it goes, bloop. But the notification doesn't pop up, so I guess that, that's yeah, yeah. as good as it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me, Tony, about the Spice Wars. June, the Spice Wars. So, yeah. it's still in development. Okay, so it's early I access. Played a game preview. Uh, oh, not early access. Just a just a regular yeah, old preview. game preview. Yeah, it yeah. looks it looks good. I like the art style that they've gone for. Yeah. Um. So I've only played. Battle for Arrakis, which is for... What type of game is this, Tony? What game? What type of game is it? I've never heard of this before. Well, that's what I need to get to. Oh, okay. I'm setting the scene. Right, yeah, okay. I'm setting the scene. (laughs) Yeah. So, there's the Emperor, the Atreides, the Harkonnen, the Fremen, then there's the Smugglers. Yeah, right. And there's one more. I read Dune a long time ago. Maybe something things always starting to ping off me. Yeah. So, it's interesting that the, the Fremen are a separate... Race rather than being part of the Atreides, which is interesting. But so, the feminine, yeah, they're the desert dwellers of oh, Arrakis. De- yeah, yeah, right. So so they're their kind of own like race. Normally, in Dune. like June two, yeah. the original RTS, yeah. the Fremen were something that the Atreides group could unlock. So yeah. there's no Ordos. Those who love June two, there's no Ordos. The Ordos um, have gone. Okay, they've introduced the Emperor, yeah. the Fremen, the uh, mer- the mercenaries. And I think there's one other, but I can't think what it is. But anyway, so I jump into it. Thinking, okay, it's it's an RTS. Okay, it feels a lot like June two. It no, it looks a lot like June two, the Battle for Arrakis, right? With modern updated graphics, but it's not. It's not um, Not an an RTS. It's not an RTS. It's real time. Yes. Yeah. But imagine if civilization was real time. So it's a bit like that. Okay. But now imagine civilization is real time and there's no tutorial. So the systems (laughs) are really complex. So I had to play the game. I had to start, restart the game three times. This is why it's preview, I guess, if we include any of that stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, the systems are so complex. Yeah, right. You have to work out the systems. Real time civilization. Yeah. It's really deep. It's really deep. I still have no idea how the spies (laughs) work. None at all. They seem really important. (laughs) <laughs> the one game I was doing well, suddenly the spies started assassinating my guys. Ooh. So the spies seem really important, but I've no idea how to get them to work properly. Yeah, right. And the spies have got skills. So there's four things you can assign your spy, or five things, because there's counter espionage as well. So there's four espionage things and then counter espionage you can assign your spies to do. And your spies go up levels as they do stuff successfully. Mm, okay. uh, there's all points of interest on the map. So your ornithopters need to go and explore points of interest on the map. It's very much not 
an RTS because your armies are tiny. Right. Your army's really small, but it is an RTS in the fact that if you can keep your armies alive, they do really well. Yeah, okay. So they go up ranks and they get more, they do more damage and they have more hit points. But there's not like this sort of like, I mean, when you say RTS, what I'm thinking of is if you get good at it, you're doing micro managing of these. Yeah, no, know, there's none of that. Like, no, you've only got five, about. you've only got five armies, you've only got five men. So yeah, right. the difference is you, okay. you put garrisons in your cities. Yep. So that's the difference between a traditional RTS. So you need to have garrisons in your cities. Right. And your cities can have four garrisons. I think some of the fancy ones can have six garrisons. Hmm. You can trade with the sieges. So even though the Fremen are a playable race, there's still sieges on the map, Fremen sieges on the map. Okay. And if you trade with the Fremen sieges and you get enough reputation with them, eventually you can assign an, a spy to that siege and get that siege's unique bonus that applies globally to your whole army. So there's rocks oh, and the sandworms ooh. can't get you on the rocks so and you can set up your spice harvesters so they automatically get picked up by the by the thing when the sandworm comes. But the sandworms are really hard to spot when you're worrying about something else. It's just the sand's just wobbling. Yeah. And so if you run your army across them without paying any attention, suddenly your whole army's gone. Right. Sandworm eats your whole army. Okay, so it's like it is, yeah, what a weird But the weirdest thing of all, yeah. the weirdest thing of all is spice isn't the most important thing in the game, the which sp- is what I was expecting, spice to be the most important thing in the game. Yeah. But it's well, not. You just okay. have to kind of keep your harvest and churning over spice so you can pay the... See, again, I don't know. There's probably all these systems that the spice is involved in that I don't know uh, about because I haven't yeah. worked it out yet. Gee. But anyway, you've got to build building. You've got to research stuff. So there's um, blue, green, red, and yellow. So there's stuff to improve your base, stuff to improve your military, stuff to improve your espionage, and stuff to improve your basic survivability on wow. Fremen. So food and water and stuff. So you've got to research them, and then they unlock new buildings that you can build. Then you've got to be the building. So I was doing really well on my third playthrough because I understood that I needed I needed to build, get Plascrete because without Plascrete, you can't build a new building. So if you get stuck without any Plascrete, you've got to trash some buildings and build a Plascrete factory. So <laughs> all this stuff, I had all this worked yeah. out, and I went really, really well, and I, was, I found a, a village that had access to rare minerals. And one of the ways to win is to buy 50% of the shares so I went, okay, I'm going all out oh, yeah, economics. You monetary, vi- so it's definitely yeah. civilization. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have There's a culture victory? <laughs> conditions. But then I built the unique building that you can only have one of. Yeah. And I didn't pay attention. It needed 300 Plascrete. And, of course, it's real-time, right? Remember, yeah. not turn-based. It needed 300 Plascrete maintenance. And all of a sudden, my Plascrete's gone from 3,000 to nothing Oh. In like three minutes of gameplay. Yeah, And right. now everything's shutting down because there's no plascrete to maintain everything. And then that's really bad. So I just destroy the building, build all these plascrete facilities everywhere yep. else. Yeah. While, mind you, while this is happening, I'm completely ignoring my military yeah. after they all got eaten by the sandworm. So I've got oh, no military. No. Uh, build, get enough plascrete things to be able to support Bloody the plascrete. Sandworms. Build the building. And now guess who comes out of the deep desert? The Fremen. Oh. So I build my guys with their 300 hit points. Yeah. And they're dying in seconds and doing no damage to the the Fremen. So I click on the Fremen. The Fremen's got 1,500 hit points. The one Fremen warrior. Oh, He's like five times as powerful as my guys. Yeah, right. So I throw all these guys at it. And no, no good. You're just (laughs) making him even better. And then he's got, yeah. So then I unlocked, I unlocked all these 
different military units I could build, but of course they all need the resources that I've just lost because I've built this. And you're in this cascade failure. I had this cascade failure and I couldn't it's, recover from it. So, Oh, that's a lot to think about. And there's consider. so many systems all interacting. I At think once. much more than civilization, you have to choose your path of victory and you have to just commit to that. Yeah, because you probably can't. Changing is probably way too difficult. Yeah, and so and I don't. I, I was coaching on really well until this Fremen just appeared, and they were so powerful. Yeah. So I think my next game, I'm just going to go military. It's interesting. That's kind of a bit of an RTS thing as well as like picking a strat and then just building through it and getting yeah. up as fast as you can. And then maybe after the first engagement, maybe you can switch to something else and try to like. But I have a suspicion like well, what StarCraft I've watched at least it seems to be like. You pick a strat, you go for it, and if it works or, or it doesn't, because yeah. it doesn't work, chances are you, you can't. getting back and, can't, and yeah. clutching it one out is a pretty yeah. rare thing to happen yeah. kind of thing. Oh, fascinating. So it, it feels – I definitely want to go back to it. So that's good. It looks great and it plays really smoothly. Yeah. And once you understand the systems, yeah, they're really good. They're good once yeah. you understand them. But getting to understand them with the really poor tutorial – it's really hard. Yeah. And so I was just managing to fight off the Fremen and then all of a sudden the smugglers started assassinating all of my dudes because the smugglers had got – I don't know how they were doing it, but they'd always got their spies high enough to do assassination missions and they were successfully in ass- assassinating my advisors. Damn. And then they won by hegemony. Even though I was leading the hegemony for ages, oh. they just suddenly jumped up. So hegemony – so hegemony – is is a victory. That's where all of Arrakis trusts you. Oh, okay. Yep. It's um, a culture victory, really. There's the Chome victory where you own 50% of all the Chome shares. Yeah. There's the assassination victory where you assassinate every other opponent's advisors. Okay. There's the military victory where you destroy every other opponent's home base. Yeah. And I think there's a fifth victory condition as well. So I was doing really well for quite some time and then it just no, fell apart. still fell apart. Yeah, my, right. I think my key turning point was building that structure. And sucking that, out of your plastic. Sucking out all my plastic. Yeah, and I you didn't realize what was going on. So then I looked more closely at the other unique buildings and they're nowhere near as hard to maintain. It's just oh, you yeah, had to pick the one. That one is so hard to maintain. I wonder if it's just RNG. The map's just RNG generated. No, no. it's So they've the got- The maps are all fixed. Like they need money to support them. And they need Plascrete to support them. Yeah. And like the one I built needed 20 money and 300 Plascrete. The other ones need like 75 money and 25 Plascrete. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if that more. like – is the map randomly generated? The map or is, is randomly it? generated. Yeah. But that's, so it might just pick up different values and maybe there's a cheap one. No, I think the values are stuck, stuck on the building. Okay. I think they're fixed on the buildings to limit when you can build them in your gameplay. Oh, okay. Oh, Interesting. And I had lots of Plascrete facilities. I had lots of extra Plascrete resources, but not enough. I don't know what they think. Maybe that's well error because it's a yeah, June it's it's a preview it's a game and it's not going to be that hard to maintain that building. It's interesting though. I, and there's very uh, little automated defense. You've got your militia you got your, yeah. and they'll come out and they'll defend, but you can only build one turret until you unlock the technology that lets you build two turrets. Right. And so if they come flying, like the Emperor came flying over at one point right next to my main Atreides base with four flying vehicles and eight. So he managed to get his army up huge. Wow. Uh, but he was silly because I kept baiting him between the base he was trying to attack and my main base. I managed to keep baiting him and he's not very smart. Uh, yep. So he kept running back between the two. Yep. And when he left the when he left the one he was trying to attack, 
the rocket launcher came under my control again uh, and started shooting at it from behind. And my guys would run away, yeah. And then they'd go back to take their territory, and then my main base would start shooting them from behind, and I'd bait them out again. And I managed to do that, yeah. reach and repeat that. And the fremen left me alone while this was happening, oh. fortunately. Mm. And yeah, destroyed all of that, destroyed all of that engaging force. And then I saw him go after the fremen, and I sat there and watched them fighting the fremen and watching the fremen get even more and more powerful oh, as they're getting more and more experience <laughs> points. So they do. The computer teams do actually attack each other. Yeah, but yeah. okay, so. Uh, you said before um, it's PvP, so you're playing against AI. Yes, so you can play multiplayer. There's yep. multiplayer where you play against other humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it will always. So the battle for Arrakis is always four armies. There's always four right. armies on the battle for Arrakis. Yep. that's the other one. You control Arrakis. You own fifty percent oh, of the land on Arrakis. Arrakis. That's the other victory yeah. condition. Right. Okay. Which yep. doesn't appear to be that hard to do, but you would be the only way you could do it is if you got left alone long enough, and your resources would be stretched so thin to yeah. get the to get that many territories. I wonder if it's the game will end up being like a lot of like preparation and then just a, a leap to yeah, try to get to what you want. That's clearly what the Atreides did. They just sat back yeah. building up their military True. units levels. So they didn't even have that many. They were just yeah. so high level. Yeah. They had so many hit points that hmm. my guys couldn't hope, my green vet, green guys couldn't hope I to fight to get them. into them. Fascinating. Yeah, But it looks good. The yeah. sound was good. It's yep. engaging. The controls are smooth and intuitive, mm, but nice. it's just the systems within the game itself are very complex. I don't know if it's based on a board game or oh, something, but yeah. it doesn't feel like an RTS and it doesn't feel like a turn-bash game. It feels like a someone's trying to mix a hybrid up. of the two. Hmm. And I, I, Not I won't, I've heard of I won't yet say it hasn't worked because well, I think I don't understand, understand the systems well enough. And it's only in a preview too. So and it's only in a preview mode. So maybe that some of the things that cost too much currently will cost less. Less. Yeah, they're always trying to get people playing it because something like that you really need people pounding on it and finding yeah. all the things all the little loopholes and there seem and to be stuff. four game modes as well so there's okay. there's multiplayer yeah there's the battle for arrakis yeah there's another one called conquest which is currently that sounds like the single player mode yeah and then there's, i think the campaign one is currently locked yeah right so yeah. june 2 is clever because it was a campaign and you unlock you slowly unlock stuff and that was how the tutorial went yeah and then the last two missions you'd unlocked everything yeah and you then was just okay use all the knowledge you've learned in these previous missions and go crazy yeah, yeah whereas yeah. this is everything's unlocked right at the start and you don't understand how they work and yeah oh, there's all there's, like, there's water there's money there's plascrete there's spice there's manpower. There's all these resources you're juggling, which is a pretty stand. Like, oh, and I forgot know. the politics. There's the whole politics is going on. Oh, yeah, as right. well. Okay. So every every month, yeah, I don't know what that is in real time, but it comes around. There'd be three things that you vote for. Oh, and right. you got to spend your influence and your votes to vote okay. them in. And of course, some some of them could be really bad. Like your all your military is minus fifty percent in well, their attack. And, of course, the computer all votes against you. They Damn choose it. you and they'll vote against you. And so now for a month, you've got minus 50% to all your military. Damn. So three times I was struggling under Ooh, negative influence. Influences. But then they've balanced that because there are some things you can get, you can research that mean you get all these bonuses when you're under an influence of a negative. It's always good to have yeah. ups and downs. So you get more money You get more money and more water when you're yeah. under the influence of a negative Oh, so it's, it's very interesting. I'll have to come certainly, back and play it again. Yeah, certainly worth keeping an eye on. I, yeah, yeah. Thinking like I'm just trying to remember like um, when we played when I played Surviving Mars. I'm trying to remember how many resources there were in that. 
to the like because you know like RTS might have two, yeah, three, three usually maybe. three resources. Yeah. Starcraft, if it's classic, you know, it's three. It's people, Vespian gas, and and minerals. Is this called minerals? Yeah, just called minerals. Huh. Yeah, I thought it had a fancy name. Anyway, you know, so that's like RTS where you're just like more focused on combat. Yeah, you you had, I think six. I counted going through your list there kind yeah, of thing yeah. and I'm like yeah Surviving Mars had about seven okay. or eight for like a base building where yep. you focused on like building those resources base. so yeah. like you know that feels like a lot to manage when you start thinking about how they all interact together and stuff it's a very complicated thing to sort of keep yeah. going in real time as well yeah. kind of thing where you can't pause it yeah, you can't pause sort it. of thing yep. and, and being a PvP or at least against AI kind of thing is also yeah. interesting yeah. as well I mean that conquest mode is probably something like a series of missions you've got to yeah, do to sort of like work your way through yeah. kind of thing. I would imagine they and just haven't built it yet. But yeah, well, one definitely to keep an eye on. Yeah. Be interested to give it a crack. It feels like something different enough to want to yeah. just yeah, try definitely. it out. You know, it's interesting though, like no tutorial or anything is, you know, discoverability in the games, really key. We started playing Tribes of Midgard. Okay. Which is, um, it's been out for about a year now. Um, it, it's a roguelike um, survival game. Okay. Is how I would... Yeah. It's a roguelike right. first. Yeah. And then of the variety of roguelikes, this is a survival game version of one of, of a roguelike kind of thing. And its tutorial is pretty poor okay. <laughs> overall kind of thing. Yeah. But the discovery in the game itself is good enough to kind of like not make you immediately jump online and start no, to... So, yeah, you know, looking for help. Looking for help and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, roguelite. So like you're doing the constant restart from scratch yep. again, but you do have uh, the ability to gain XP every time you finish. Okay, get golden horns, which you, which you can then use to buy either cosmetics or different starter kits. Okay. Sort of a fixed. You have like one starter kit. You can have one pet, which I think is just cosmetic. Okay, and a cosmetic loot box. Okay, and that's all you sort of get from there. Yeah. Uh, and then the game is pretty much defend your base while you explore and try to take out the world bosses okay. that exist all around the world. It looks like every season they add a new boss with new things. Uh, so at the very start, the prologue is you got to kill a Juntan. So um, like in Ragnarok, because yep. uh, all this is based around Vi- sorry, all tribes it's of Midgard. It's Viking yeah. based. Everything's Viking based. Um, it's Ragnarok. And you're a hero sent back from Valhalla oh, to wow, cool. uh, defend the village for as long as you can to, you know, whatnot. So yep. your village starts off at zero. You've got four vendors that you can upgrade. You've got three gates that you can upgrade with towers. And you've got three or four ancillary buildings that will provide you with supplies kind of thing. So, you know, the first thing you got to do is get a pick and, a, and an axe out of the basic materials. Then you go and mine trees and rocks to then, you know, get it up and start building up your pieces. Yep. Uh, but uh, I think the key things with it is that it's you can do it solo. We've only played saga mode. There is a survival mode that I haven't touched yet, but it's up to ten players, right? Right, which is pretty great that you can just have yeah, yeah, any map, and it just seems to scale really nicely with how many players that you've got in the match as well. And so you have this time pressure then of there's a day night cycle. Um, and so during the day, you can go out and explore. At night, you start getting waves of enemies hitting your three gates. Yep. Um, and the pressure is that during night, certain materials give you extra stuff that you need for your thing. So uh-huh. if you've got four people, three defend, one goes and collects. Yeah, you yeah. know, Or if you've got 10, then you could have yeah. three there. And maybe you might need 
uh, a little bit more people defending because yeah. you'd have a lot more people, more more stuff coming in kind of thing. Yeah. And then everyone else running around and exploring the map. And so the map map's just RNG. So just you've got to kind of explore, find the frost biome, find the heat biome. There's a, a, a sea biome and then like, uh, you know, the forest. Yeah. The, the, and then there's the land of pools, which is like a swamp, I guess, a swamp biome. You know, they've all got different things. There's camps to destroy with chests that you get. You pick up runes. Okay. You know, that give you extra bonus powers. There's one, two, three, four, eight classes oh, to wow. pick from. Okay. That's it's cool. more than. He's Maybe there's six. <laughs> Maybe there's six classes. Six classes. Six to eight classes. Maybe yeah. six. Six feels actually six feels more like reasonable okay. for this kind six. of thing, you know. Six yeah. Classes. You know, more DPS, more support, better building. You know that kind of thing, like nice mix. So that if you had the ten people, so they're all looking after the same base. Yeah, everyone's looking at the same okay, base. So you can go, and you can lean into your specialty. Yeah, you can, right? And it's very cooperative. So, okay. in terms of like the the you know survival games, kind of have like a uh, Pete had a great term for this, and I've forgotten what he called it, but like the your like time to return to base kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You start off, you go out and you find a bunch of resources and then you bring them back and you can go to the crafters to craft yeah. the different things, right? But there's a chest. The chest is communal. Yeah. So the first thing you do, go drop everything in the chest and then go and craft things. And because everyone's dumping stuff on there, yeah. there's a lot of resources to then yeah. apply out to the different towers and the different bases and stuff like that. And uh, you have souls, which is the other kind of currency in it, which you then use to upgrade everything. Everything you collect, you collect everything. Yeah. You get a soul. You kill something, you get a soul. Right. Souls for everything. If yeah. you die, you lose your souls. Uh, you get a chest on the ground with all your stuff in it, but your souls lose. There's runes that can help mitigate that. Yeah. So you have like no inventory management because everything just goes into the one bin, yeah. which is great. Your death bag kind of thing is kind of relatively straightforward for the thing. But so you just sort of going out in the day coming back to defend at night or to go out and just stay out more and just stuff. Yep. more stuff and then do that risk versus reward. Do I travel back yep. or do I keep going for more stuff and keep keep moving yeah, off? Yeah. You got fast travel shrines that you can unlock around the map. You can teleport back once back every five minutes, just straight back to okay. the yeah. to the to the base again, which is Half nice. Stone. So you, you get stuck or you're like, oh, it's nighttime. I need to get back now. Yeah. You can go back. And then uh, it's like world events on there as well. Of various different types, and then occasionally of a of a, of a Jotun that comes and tries to destroy your base. Giant thing, you yeah. know, fire, frost, electricity, dark, which are your yeah. elemental abilities. Yeah. So obviously, there's a whole like interplay of like, yeah, this is good against this, this is good against that. If you don't kill the Jotun before it reaches your base, it kills your tree, as we found out last night because we didn't quit quick enough. Uh, it got okay. us, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, everything is just streamlined. You pick it. You get an axe, a pick, and a fishing line. They're your three tools. They can do and everything. anything in the game when you go from the, the white-colored one to the green, blue, purple, gold, you know, standard kind of leveling yeah. things, you get more. That's it. So yeah. the, the basic tools can mine everything in the game, but you get more if you have a better tool. Yeah, better tools. Kind yeah. of thing. So it's got all the survival elements uh, apart from eating and drinking. Eating and drinking is just buffs. Yeah. In this game, there's no food stuff. Just streamlined. So if you enjoy like the the formula of a survival game, but maybe they're a bit too... Hardcore. You know, kind of thing. This has got a nice little, you know, middle ground there, having a survival thing, but also, 
you know, not having to deal with some of the tedium that yeah, kind of yeah, comes yeah. with it. It's very fast. You know, maybe the survival game, the survival mode is a little bit different, but the saga mode is really yeah. good. Like people talk about doing like a seven day run. Do so you have that kind of like, um, you know, min maxing on, okay, we need to upgrade our tools as soon as possible. Everyone needs to do that. Yeah. You know, you got to upgrade this vendor first and then this vendor yeah. and this vendor yeah. because these give you the best thing. There's a, like, a op- you start to optimal like get the build. optimal route. Yeah. And so we got to the point where we've finished the prologue. We can kill Jutans. That's fine. Um, went to try to kill Fenrir, which is the first boss. And we got the bridge. We unlocked the bridge to get across to the area. Uh, I think Josh had, um, he got a rune that give that heals him when he takes cold damage, okay. so he could go into the cold zone, unlock the teleporter yep. for us to be able to teleport in, not have to run through all the cold zone. And then it turned out we needed needed uh, uh, bandit hideout runes, which none of us had done because you need to do a quest to get a map to find the, the things on the map, hides. and then go and do it to get those runes. So like we didn't, we couldn't do it because we didn't know we needed this one yep. resource kind of thing. But apart from that, you know. Science, you learn. You feel like you made progress. It's like, oh, great. Now we've like- Now we know we know, need to do that next time. Leveled up. He's better. You know, we got there, found the place, worked out how to do that kind of thing. Very nice. So, like, I'm not a huge fan of roguelikes. I've tried a few. Mm. Dead Cells. Um, Faster Than Light. Yeah. And a couple of others that I can't even remember because they're not- they're Bastion. Just in my brain. Is Bastion's a roguelike? I think it? so, yeah. Oh, God. Right. Anyway- don't really grab me. Right. This it. one, though, for some reason. Grabbed you. Yeah, it has. It's fun. I would go play another round right now, even if it was just... And look, like, I guess because, you know, you do it, you get XP, that goes towards the season rewards, which gives you more horns, the premium currency, yeah, more yeah. cosmetics, you know, that kind of stuff. So you're always... Regardless, even though with last night, we failed. Yeah. We didn't get out fast enough. Um, we still got the horns we picked up off the ground. They still counted. We just didn't get the rewards for like killing the big bosses. Yeah. And we still got XP. Okay. Kind of thing, which is good, I think. What another nice thing about it, it's a 10 player game, up to 10 players. One downside is you all have to start together. You can't have someone come in halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, You've okay. got to be there at the start yeah, the to start. do a run. Yeah. But if you need to leave, you go to the Bifrost, yeah. exit out of the world. Everyone else continues on and you go, you get your rewards and off you go. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, so you can leave early. At least you can, you know. So like last night, what happened was two people left. So we had what? Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah. It took about like some dodgy shit. So we started off with five, six, seven people yep. at the start. About five minutes in, the game crashes. Yeah. Well, the game doesn't crash. It disconnects you. Yeah. Oh, great. Connect back in. One person couldn't connect back in. Yeah. Had to put kids to bed. Okay, now there was six. Yeah. <laughs> and then two people left because it was getting too late. Um, and we kind of realized we weren't going to beat it. Yeah. So the four of us hung around just to kind of like experiment a bit more kind of thing. Yeah. But we all got to kind of forgot that we didn't have seven people anymore. There was only yeah, yeah, four yeah. people yeah. left kind of thing. And no one was kind of tracking Defending the, the, the Jotun and stuff. Yeah. And so that's why we lost kind of thing. So there's a bit of that going on, you know. But yeah, Tribes of Midgard. It was fifteen bucks on um, Humble Bundle. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure you probably pick it up for about that price elsewhere. If roguelike uh, survival game tickles your fancy, I think it's fun. Uh, sorry, the last thing I didn't mention at all, which is like it's an isometric um, game. Okay. So you sort of fixed camera yeah. running around. 
I didn't even talk about any of the, the fighting and stuff, but um, I guess it depends on which class you are on how you fight, but you only have like, you have like a weapon that you can switch, you can switch between your different weapons if you want to do bows and swords and stuff like that. Um, as you fight, you build up mana, which then lets you use special abilities yeah. effectively. It kind of depends on which class. It's kind of all different abilities and weapons have different spells that they cast when you use your mana and, you know, switching between weapons loses your mana unless you've got a class that has a buff or a, a blessing, which is a skill trade that then lets you then keep that kind of thing. So, okay. like, all yeah. that, or like, the combat's kind of like what you make it, which class yeah. you pick and what you okay. do kind of thing. So, but it's isometric. So, you're playing an isometric fighting game, playing with a controller. Yep. No problems. You play with the keyboard and mouse as well. Yep. No problems as well, which is nice. So, yeah. I'm definitely going to play that more. Hopefully, we kill some boss. I'm going to kill Fenrir. I'm take a, a world boss, the wolf. please. Yeah. Um, you don't like no stinking wolves? No. No stinking wolves. No stinking wolves. How are we doing? We've got a bit more time, Tony. We have. Yep. We did play uh, in the break uh, before you decided to get COVID. Well, it's because I'd been exposed to someone who had COVID. Oh, yeah. That's right. We weren't, we weren't sure. So and then I was, I was flying out and we're safe. like, you're playing it yeah. safe. Which then turns out you did anyway. So yep. that was good. But yeah, we did play. We went back and played some more Wildermyth. Yeah, we did. We did. Yes. Indeed. And it was fine. It was just as good as it was before. Yeah. It was nice that we could we could use your legacy heroes. Yeah, my heroes. legacy heroes as well. That was great. That was an improvement. But still, we ended up with a town that had no legacy heroes to pick. Yeah. And, and I don't know why. There was some reason we couldn't, even though we had five legacy points and the hero was only with four legacy points, it was, we couldn't unlock him for some reason. And it wasn't telling us why we couldn't do that. So, yeah, there was still some weirdness going on. Yeah, we ended up beating it with like a one man down. Yeah. And we yeah, got another yeah. useless character- yeah, we got a kid. A kid of, of, of a couple of our characters who yeah. wasn't powerful to do anything. Oh, they were just no, a yeah. liability yeah. again. So they haven't fixed some of those core yeah. weirdnesses, weirdnesses around. Yeah, and there's not much you can do. To, when you're all like level seven yeah. and you've got a level one kid, there's not much you can do to level up that level one kid. So you, you either kind of ignore them. Or I don't know what you're supposed to well, I mean, you have them just do things on the map. Yeah, yeah, but they don't get experience points for doing things on the map. Yeah. And and you don't really want to do, like, the way it works, again, like, I mean, it's, you know, Wilderman, it's almost like a roguelike in itself, you know, kind of thing. It's an optimal path. Yeah. And you want to just do the optimal path. Yeah. The one yeah. thing I forgot is how long the campaigns are. Yes. So we ended up fast tracking so we could finish it off in the one night. Yeah. And we skipped and a lot of stuff to. To finish to do it, it but yeah. you know, we got it done. And we got some of the new story events. Yes. And some yep. of the new story events are way too long. Some of the new story events are really long. Yeah. So the updates have definitely improved it. Yes. Uh, but, but it's not. It's still pretty much the same game. So yeah. there's no real reason to go back into it other than to finish my uh, achievements. And yeah. now I've got two bare arms. Yes. I finally got two bare arms. Yeah. I can unlock the bare arm achievement. Okay. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, other than that, it was fine. It was, it fine. was fine. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I it's still enjoy it. It's, it's good just, fun. Yeah, and it is actually mm. a challenge. Yes, because we yeah. got walloped a couple of times when we weren't paying attention. Yeah, they definitely improved the um the fact you've got no weapons. Um, like I didn't feel as hamstrung that my character had two demon arms and didn't and couldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, if you've got no no ability to carry weapons, that doesn't hamstring you as much as it did. Yeah. Before, before. what did they change with that? I don't so even it's remember. So the skills. The, right, the warrior abilities and the yeah mystic abilities and the whatever the other class is yeah yep. now those abilities more of those abilities can now be used without weapons without weapons they can right. be used with the arms yep. Yep. or the legs which is good yep. Yep. Uh, yeah uh, yeah Buddha myth revisit fine it's good 
It's good. It's fun. <laughs> I still recommend you try it out. Yeah. If you've liked what we've said about it. Yeah. And it's definitely improved from what it was, but yeah, yeah it hasn't dragged us back in. No, 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 it wasn't enough to do that. It is my most played game on Steam. You however. crushed it. So, you know, yeah. it's fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, to round this out then, uh, a Christmas game this year was uh, It Takes Two. It so Takes Two. The last few years, Yana and I have played a, um, a game over the Christmas break. Didn't get as much time this year as we have previous years. Uh, but we've been crushing this one. But didn't quite get it done. It's quite a long game. Okay. Um, but it's a it's a fully co op. Yeah. Uh, adventure game, split screen couch co op. Uh, I don't know how it works on. You got to work together, don't you, to do stuff. Effectively, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go through all of the sort of gaming sort of uh, trope, not tro- not tropes, but like gameplay mechanics that you would see. Yeah. You know, there's a talk about isometric fighting game there's a section with that one of you has a sword and okay. one of you has magic ice magic okay. you know yeah. uh we're just doing at the moment the current power set is uh rewind time and teleport to where you leave your shadow ah you know so okay. imagine like having to you know uh rewind time to put it back something else where it where it yeah. was teleport up to it and then forward it off and that person gets moved down yeah. so doing those kinds of things yeah. so yeah you definitely can't play it by yourself it is absolutely a two-player yeah. minimum game and yeah it's all that kind of stuff the controls are really neat you know it's that fixed camera kind of like a god of war style okay yeah sort of thing um you do get a bit of free movement and looking around and stuff though but it does try to kind of give you a good overview so you can okay. see what you're doing you know yeah. there's grinding bits and there's swingy bits and you know the Interesting, the the settings for the games because you're like these two miniature dolls. Yeah, it's got that kind of micro machines. Everything's bigger, larger oh, yeah. than life kind yeah. of thing that you're bouncing around, jumping on, which is really cool. You get into the trees, the tree at one point, and you're fighting with the squirrels who are at war with the wasps. <laughs> yep. And the squirrels build a mechanical wasp queen, yep. but the queen gets power hungry. Decides it wants to be the queen for real yeah. and take over the wasp and continues the war. Yeah. Kind of thinks you have to go and kill the queen <laughs> robot wasp that the squirrels made, kind of thing. Um, and so that little sub story is really fun. Yeah. The main narrative, though, is a bit naff oh, okay. and really kind of ha- like. So the story beat is that um, your parents of a, of a young child. Yeah. And you're going to get divorced. Okay. And so the kid does the there's a movie trope about this the kid like wishes their parents would yeah, get back yeah, together yeah, yeah. and then something happens like uh, yeah. there's a few, I can't think of the movies now Freaky that Friday and Freaky Friday yeah all that stuff where they swap kind of bodies thing. and yep. the parent so, trap yeah. yeah so she's been reading this book like a relationship book about how to be better in a relationship and you know she sort of wishes that her parents would get back together again kind of thing yep. you know and so that's the setup so you've got to work together because yeah. as a couple, you guys are failing in your marriage yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Your kid wants to stay together. And so, I don't know. It could just be me. Like, my parents are not divorced. Yana's parents not divorced. Yeah. Don't have any emotional Investments. investment in yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Don't have kids. Yeah. So, that's sort of out as well. So, I'm like, these two people are just dicks and need to go to counseling. I'm like, <laughs> obviously, you're working too much. Like, you know, you're not spending any time at home. So the kids, not like, you know, it's all this. So I just end up analyzing these people's fictional relationship yeah, 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 kind of yeah. thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> can we get over this and get back to the pirate ship, please? Because yes. that was a lot more fun. Yes. One, of the, one of the missions is you've got to, you're 
on a paddle boat, pirate yeah. ship, one in each each yeah, paddle. paddle wheel. You go forwards and backwards and then you can shoot. And so you've got to like steer around everything by walking forwards and backwards, yeah. which is really confusing about who needs to walk forwards and backwards yeah. to turn the boat left and right. I'm, I'm even thinking about it now my brain's hurting <laughs> a little bit kind of thing, you know. Uh, but the story really – and the book is like um, – he's like a bad Mexican – you know, love guru kind of thing. The book, the book the kid's been reading is okay. kind of like yeah. he's the one that sort of like has like turned you into dolls. Yeah. Because the kid kind of makes these two dolls of you and is like, oh, I really wish you guys were together and you inhabit yeah. their bodies. And, you know, the kid, there's a scene where the kid goes and walks up to the dad who's been he's sitting at the computer, yeah. right? But he's got his eyes closed because yeah. he's in this other world. Yeah. And the kid kind of talks to him but doesn't like get any acknowledgement. So the kid yeah. kind of like meekly like walks out of the room again. You're like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then go talk to mom who's asleep on the couch. Mom yeah. doesn't wake up right. And the kid's just talking to her while she's asleep. And I'm like, what's going on here? This kid is like, I don't know, too old and both too young at the same time yeah, for the character. Like, okay. I don't know. And like, I'm getting too invested doesn't immediately in the story that doesn't need to exist in the first place if you know what i mean yeah the game is fine as it is the story just doesn't make sense what's going on why did they do that talking you two are idiots and i want you to get divorced because i don't care for you at all kind of thing um and it's been a long like it's a long game yeah i feel um well that's a bad thing like it's a good length lots of you know you have like a whole section with a couple of mechanics and you move on to the next mechanics and the next mechanics um, but this story just keeps getting away. Long cutscenes, uh, yeah. you know, to get through with it. Like, oh. yeah. yeah. So, if you have someone to do a couch co op yeah, game yeah. who would enjoy the mechanic, it's not for someone who's never played games before. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because you aren't struggling enough, and she's played a few things now and whatnot. Someone brand new, like you the get that. You get to hard. that. Um. That. Um. You know the uh, the magic. Yeah. You got three abilities. And a meter that builds up to a to a fourth ability, okay. right? So it's not just a one button yeah, slashy. Press, press, it's yeah. you know, you got to juggle your three abilities. I do feel that they put a lot of effort into making the mechanics while they're rather shallow, relatively shallow for what you would do with this game. Yeah, if it was a full thing. Yeah, it's not shallow on the application of it. They yeah. they put a lot of effort into all the puzzles and all the things. Feel fleshed out at least okay. so far at least you oh, know kind good. of thing which is nice you know like it's not yeah it doesn't feel like it's a cheap grab at like just putting a okay. bunch of nostalgia yeah, things yeah. in front of you or anything yeah. like that like they thought about it kind of thing yeah, it's just story it just confuses me right yeah. we won yeah. <laughs> anyway we'll finish that one off uh, and I'll let you know if it holds up towards the end kind of thing but at the moment I think it's recommend I think it's fun I think it's a lot to have okay. if you can skip this cutscene maybe you can't skip the cutscenes I don't think I've pressed enough buttons yet but yeah. If you do that, it'd be even better. Yes. You play this a choice. Uh, I I, I mm. know that I played a game called Star Ocean. I can't yeah. think what number one what number it was. Okay. But I played it through and I had like 146 hours playtime. Yeah, nice. And I played it through a second time, skipping all the cutscenes, and it was like 32 hours. <laughs> There's so oh, many. That's a JRPG, isn't so, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. many cutscenes. Cut yeah. They really feel... Just too long. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And if you want to actually pay attention to the story and know what's going on, you've got to sit through them. And I don't know. The, okay. So this is, this is what we were talking about earlier was like, who is this game for? The controls, as I mentioned before, the controls and the game things are too complicated for, for a, for a child, casual player. I think. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't play this with a, I don't know about your kid. 
they're all different, of course, but I feel like it's too much to go through with a child. It's got to be an older gamer. So you're not still in the story. You're not supposed to relate to the child. Are you supposed to relate to the parents? Is that who we're supposed to be like investing ourselves with, which is odd. And the humor is a bit not childlike either kind of thing. Like there's one part, well, it's a story. It's no spoilers. They think they think that getting the kid to cry will break the spell. Oh, right. Okay. Because Rose, because they, they heard that Rose was crying and she doesn't cry very often. And the fact she was crying kind of freaked them out. And like, yeah. well, she's crying because you're getting a divorce, you idiots. But anyway, yeah. you know, like I think, oh, we'll make her cry again. So what do they do? Find her favorite doll and, and try to kill it. <laughs> they try to kill it, but they don't. They tear its leg off. Oh, no. And then you start dragging this disemboweled. <laughs> Uh, bloody uh, d- cutest button toy uh, d- um, elephant that's got a crown on that she put yeah. on it because it's the queen. And it's like, no, please don't kill me as you're like grabbing its bloody stump <laughs> and dragging it towards the edge of the shelf. And then it, it, it like blasts you and knocks a pencil and gets stuck in its ear. So you just drag it till the ear rips off. Uh-huh. And you take its corpse. That's terrific. Well, actually, it's not corpse because it's still alive. As you yeah. launch it over the edge, it's like, no. As it falls to the ground, uh, and then so the kid just sees his its man, doll flop on the ground, ground with its with a distant dis, uh, you know t- ear missing and leg ear and leg on the ground, and you know hey the kid cries and what do you know it, it doesn't, doesn't solve work. anything yeah because yeah. you know making a kid cry is not going to like yeah. bring you closer to them or anything guys is it yeah you know? so what what kind of audience are they trying to I aim have this no story it at? was yeah. hilarious like we were laughing the whole time I'm yeah. like this is dark yeah, yeah. man yeah, you know it's pretty dark yeah the, the, yeah the the queen's like oh can i get you tea and stuff like that and the mom character's like come on let's just get, let's just kill her it's like you want to kill me like <laughs> it's not like that it's not it's just a little bit of killing you know <laughs> don't you know you're a fantasy character in this narrative yeah. no no that, that that's dark no yeah. that's dark yeah jeez it reminds me of um <laughs> There's a kids cartoon book actually. It just had flashbacks of it with a, the with an elephant that wears a tiny little uh, crown and stuff in it as well. I'm like, that's probably where they were getting that idea from. That's even Baba. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You just murdered Baba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's something else, man. Yeah, weird. Really weird. Anyway, on that pleasant note, leave <laughs> until next week. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.